So this is day three, and hey. we're done with our labors. Our yeah. many labors. Very laborious. Yeah, watching fucking movies. Sitting on our ass. Yeah, watching, reading about other people go to protests. <laughs> right, yeah, accomplishing stuff. Yeah. We're uh, accomplishing nothing. No, but all those protests have uh, made this seem quite inconsequential. And as a result, I hate women now. I'm an MRA now. I'm, I, I took the red pill. Alright, when are we starting recording? <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, so we're on. Uh, we did three movies today. You did. <laughs> you dick. There's a fuck up. There are several fuck ups. So yeah, we really we had a good run going there. We were, yeah, we were, we were five for fucking five. flawless. Yeah, even the really, one that we got there as the movie started, Sammy Blood, they still let us in. That was the first one, even. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, we got this. Yeah. And then we really shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, we did. We came out of day three. We did a free and easy the Chinese caper movie which wasn't much of a caper yeah it was, yeah. It was more of a Chinese grift movie yeah and then coming out of that we then uh, dicked around long enough that lost track of time and didn't see the shorts yeah we skipped the shorts we got noodles instead yeah we got noodles because we're so fucking jiving for noodles after seeing so many noodle eating scenes in that movie yeah and then uh we fucked up again. Yeah, then we got in the wait list for Wind River. Uh-huh. And then we clicked wait list the exact same time. And I got in line at number 40. And you got in line at like 111. It's random numbers. So I saw the movie and you didn't. Yeah. But you're better off for that because that movie fucking sucked. And, uh, and then we got Axel Overkill. We actually got there solid. So. Yeah, we got there early. So two and a half movies today, folks. Yeah. There you go. Uh, was were they once again in order of enjoyment for you? The two movies you saw? <laughs> uh, uh, maybe. Well, what did you think about Free and Easy? I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Um, it's about con men, I guess, grifters in a, like old a dilapidated industrial, yeah. uh, industrial town. Yeah, in some Chinese province somewhere. That's just basically full of people all trying to get one over on each other yeah um and it was surprisingly funny yeah it was super funny kind of like like funny and with the in a mumblecore way yeah the only thing i could think of that's like a uh a generally understood comparison would be maybe like a wes anderson movie like there's a lot of all the the cutesiness cutesiness. yeah no twee elements um But I mean, just in the sense that, like, that's the only movie I think of that where people basically will just speak to each other, and there will be just really long spaces in between, like, a, one line of dialogue and then the response from the next person. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of accentuated the humor. Yeah, really stilted dialogue. I don't know. It, just, it leads to dry humor because the timing is just so unexpected. I guess. Yeah, it, it's super dry movie though. Yeah. Um, really enjoyable, a little unexpected because it starts off with the the soap salesman who seems like he's some type of badass thief. Mm-hmm. He carries around a briefcase full of soap that basically puts you to sleep when you smell it, like chloroform soap or something. Yeah, then he robs you. 
Yeah, and then but he also has a gun, and it's kind of like, ooh, where's this going? And then he like he gets a room, he rents a room with some innocent couple. It's like, oh shit, when shit goes down, is this guy gonna like rob them or is he gonna like have their back? You know, and then shit never <laughs> goes down because his gun is a fake gun, and he just spoiler, yeah, he just grifts money from people, and that's his life. Yeah, again, like it's he's kind of a turd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not knowing too much of the movie coming into it again lead to really surprising results yeah you uh I knew like you said it was Chinese caper was all I really knew yeah I those, was kinda, those two words I was kind of hoping for more of a, a traditional caper but um I was not I was not displeased with where the movie went no it wasn't plot heavy at all though no so yeah mumblecore was really good uh description it's, yeah it's I guess relationship heavy and theme heavy Theme heavy self identity. Yeah, they all kind of seem to loathe themselves. Yeah, there's some some interesting introspection. Kind of tragic. Very tragic. I mean, and tragic and funny, like when a clown dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that describes it well. It's kind of very political in its like undertones. Yeah, I mean, it's so. Almost like a, a cartoon come to life, though, in that, like, the, the cast is almost everyone you see in the movie is, you know, there's like a dozen human beings seen in the movie, and almost all of them kind of loop in on the story. Yeah, they're all connected. There's no, like, crowd scenes. <laughs> no. There's never more than, like, four people or five people in yeah. a single scene. Um, more than a shot. Really nice, and then the 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 folks when the the cast and crew were there afterwards. Yeah, we got to tell them how much we loved our movie, their movie, and uh, the main one of the main actors' response was, uh, "No English." <laughs> and I don't know. It made me feel like so stupid because I feel like, well, I get that you don't speak English, but very good. Like <laughs> like you're gonna get that right. Of course, you don't speak a word of English. Why would I think that these words, if I say that? I, it's such a stupid stereotype, but it's really hard to avoid. Oh, yeah. So, so I gave him a double one. thumbs up. And, uh, yeah, he, he responded with a thumbs up. Yeah, but I don't know if... Or I don't know. Up. Yeah, I think thumbs up is universal. Yeah. That's I, the one universal. I like you. Something's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he smiled, you smile. People know what smiling is. It's like, you were very funny in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Be pleased. It's just really great, because right before you, some guy did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like, hey, so we're... It was so funny. He's like, where in China are you from? And I'm like, oh, shit. This guy's like just chatting. And he's like, no English. <laughs> um, but I, I think, like you said, I kind of wanted them to understand that we liked and appreciated their movie because the very first question <laughs> that someone asked, some woman asked, like, I didn't get... What did she say I get? She was like, there didn't seem to be any story. What? I think she just said, can you explain the plot to me? Yeah, it didn't seem like there was a plot. Like, I didn't get it. Yeah, she she just wanted explanation. She wanted a hand holding there, and uh, the director gave her a great answer through a translator. Where he was like, "Well, it's a pretty simple movie. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And then, like, if you can't get it, just watch it again." Yeah, great salesman. Yeah, that was good and very uh, diplomatic. Um, mm -hmm. I think that through all this, we've discovered that we hate movie uh, film festival crowds because their questions, yeah, are not always terrible. Some of them are really good, but ninety-five percent terrible. A lot of them, it seems like someone... It's like you can't really want an answer to that, right? You just want to hear yourself, like, ask a question at, to the director. Like, I get that. An acknowledgement, yeah. Yeah. So, I, the people... Because you've got the people with stupid questions that want to be a child, and you want 
they want you to explain what happened in the movie to them. Uh-huh. Which is fine for some, like, really complex things, I guess, but... But at the same time, I just feel like those are questions you could just, like, probably talk... I mean, maybe they're there by themselves, but you could talk out with your friends. Yeah, just ask, or any, research ask the person later. next to you, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then there's the other, the, like, oh, I got it. Yeah, like, a, I noticed a lot of uh, symbolism. It's not even a question. Yeah. <laughs> just like, well, that, that literally happened with Davion. Someone asked about yeah. what was with the bees imagery, and he's like, I'm going to leave that for you to interpret. And then someone else is like, I got one! Yeah, ooh, 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 is this it? Ooh. It's about good bees and bad bees. <laughs> yeah, there's, I guess they want a pat on the head. Um, but, yeah, whatever. So the other thing... Cynical. Yeah, the other thing we discovered... Uh, oh, what I was going to say, though... Oh. Speaking of questions, you had, you started peppering them in there. Well, I had to. I mean, I had to because we sat through so many terrible questions. It's like you're trying to like elevate the uh, the status of the crowd. <laughs> so yeah. that, that first question doesn't represent us. I got the movie. Here's a more in depth question. Yeah, I mean, I I tried to. I mean, I I think that most people probably feel some amount of like. Uh, opposing forces of I don't want to stand up and talk in front of all these people yeah, and reveal my stupid thoughts and my bad brain yeah, <laughs> but also like I do want to have a connection to this director who showed up and it's kind of like here's my chance yeah but I tried to think do I actually have a question that's like worth asking yeah. and a lot of the time something pops in your head you're like you know kind of like all these questions you're like no I can just look that up later you know yeah like it, this isn't worthwhile but also yeah. Yeah, I find a lot of times people will ask questions that are, like, generally what I was thinking anyway. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That kind of covers it. Enough. Well, exactly. So that's why I didn't ask... Uh, I don't think I asked any yesterday or Friday. I think I asked some yesterday. The first day you didn't. Yesterday yeah. you asked... Yeah. Couple. Friday day, because I was like, oh, I'll just wait for people to do it. And then it's like, oh, that's the last of the questions. I'm like, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I guess you, you got a taste of what was to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had a good one on the killing ground. About guns. Yeah, because I was an Australian movie about guns, so I was like, yeah, "Hey, and they don't like they don't use guns." I don't know. Yeah. How do you guys feel about guns? Pretty cool. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, you can ask me if you want some. Yeah, we also we learned. I think we talked about yesterday that theaters matter. We saw another one in the Grand Theater. Well, I saw one in the Grand Theater. <laughs> And that was partially because of Sundance. You keep making me forget. I was like, wait, I saw one in the Grand Theater? Oh, no. Well, it's partly Sundance's fuck-up and partially, I guess, that theater-specific fuck-up. Because the way they do waitlist tickets is so, like, a mix of uh, new incompetence and old incompetence. Because <laughs> you, you have to go on their app, because apps solve every problem. And that's when it tells you when the waitlist opens. And then you click you want to be on the waitlist, and you can link up to another person's login... But you both have to log, like, share friend codes, like Nintendo DS style. <laughs> yeah, like it's a video game. And you both have to be linked to each other, whereas we tried to daisy chain it between three people, and that didn't work. No. And then, when we got there, in <laughs> yeah. terms of, like, not enough technology, they were just seating people and just kind of eyeballing it if there were empty seats, and uh-huh. then using that to decide how many of the waitlist people they're actually selling tickets to. So when I finally sat down, there were like a dozen seats all around me. Yeah, and they they waited to do all this five minutes before the movie started. So you got in after the movie already started. Yeah, the movie was already yeah. starting when I got in, and I immediately went to the bathroom, because that's what I did for all of these, because you can't get out of line. Right. So you get your seat, go to the bathroom, come back, and while I was out, I'm like, it's like texting you, like, hey, dude, there's plenty of seats left. Like, tell them, or just sneak in here or something. Oh, yeah, you didn't tell me about the extra seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to, and then I realized the movie was already started, so they probably weren't like people in anyway, because they're mm. just dicks. 
Um, but it's like all you do, you have barcodes on the tickets. You scan those. Those will tell you exactly how many people have come in. And mm-hmm. then you just know the number of seats you have. Do they have one of those like bouncer clickers at the door? No, they didn't have shit. They had that when we saw the other movie, Little Hours, at the same theater. No. Yeah, it was yeah the Little movie. Hours at that theater. I didn't remember. Well, I saw with the clicker. Well, maybe someone sucked dick and it's wasn't good at it. But anyway, uh, so that movie wasn't good anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, the app, the app uh, with the whole linking thing with the tickets, uh, is shows that I guess the programmers only thought you'd have one friend come with you to. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. Movies. It's like you can't do like two or three. Geez. Yeah, even though you can buy four tickets when you buy tickets initially. Yeah. So. And I don't want to shit on it like too much, but I was like pretty standing, big fuck up. <laughs> well, I was just standing in line with the guy who who volunteered there last year and he was kind of walking me through the process a little bit more and he was he was like yeah these ushers are not really making people sit down and hurry up so i was like oh okay you know if he's had a glimpse behind the yeah. curtain like oh, okay I can they were real to. nazis at the other at the rose wagner theater they were like oh can you sit actually two down because you don't want to leave oh, yeah, a gap right. of one and... yeah that was nice even though that, that theater was like empty <laughs> yeah it was well it's kind of nice but it was also like it's like it, i it really bristles me a bit that they're like, oh, you know, make sure you do this and this and this because that respects, you know, the, direct, the director or whatnot. It's like, all right, listen, fucko, I bought a ticket. Why don't you show me some respect? But they're they're like the people on the train telling you where to go. Or I, I get it. You it know, works. Yeah, give me a suggestion, but don't act like you're above me. She was very nice about it. No, one of the women wasn't. But um, also people like get on their phones during the credits and like, please turn your light off during the credits. Turn your phone off. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they came up and made a big deal of it. And this was the same theater that turned the light house lights on during the movie. <laughs> so I was like, fuck you. Um, I'm sorry. So did you want to talk about Wind River at all? Because I have opinions, and they're negative. <laughs> I have my trademark movie that everyone loves. I assume maybe not. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't really know the reviews. I just heard it was getting a lot of buzz. This was one of the biggest buzz movies because this is. I think so. What the yeah. fuck was that guy's name? Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, he wrote Sicario and. Hell or high water. Hell or high water. And this is the first movie he's directing. Yes, it's, it's got Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, Mr. Oscar. Mr. Oscar. I mean, he was in her locker. Which one, Oscar? Oh, okay. Uh, he's Hawkeye. never gonna win his own Oscar for acting because he can't do it well. Um. That one of the Olsen girls, not yeah, the twin. The fifth one. The fifth Olsen. <laughs> the Jermaine Jackson of the Olsen family. <laughs> um, and then uh, John Bernthal, who I really like, actually. When we were picking these tickets, I think you mentioned like his name as if it was like, uh-oh, stink alert. I was thinking Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, but he was really good in Walking Dead. Yeah, I guess... He left before he got stink. I mean, no, it definitely was bad by then. But, I mean, I, I think he's a good actor, actually. I think he should be in more stuff. Even this movie, you know, he was barely in Wolf of Wall Street. He wasn't in this movie very much. He was in Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, he was, like, the one of his, like, Jersey meathead buddies who helped him, like, deal uh, drugs. Oh, yeah, in that diner scene. Yeah. yeah. And he's in Sicario. He's pretty good in Sicario, I guess. Yeah, oh, he's the Punisher, too. So maybe he's getting his due, finally. I don't know. But, um... But anyway... Yeah, I guess say your piece real quick. All right, so just real quick, the movie's about, um, like, a, they find a dead body on an Indian reservation, and it's um, murder. Well, uh, they think murder most foul. Murder. Or something. Um, and so they bring in this FBI chick who's... The Olsen. The Olsen. And Look. she's, like, one of the most unbelievable, like, professional women since, like, she's... Denise Richards in <laughs> The World Is Not Enough. She looks very young. I don't know how old she is, but, like... 
They all have very young faces. They have young... I mean, she looks like a Bratz doll. <laughs> and so, like, that's a plot point in the movie is that she's young and inexperienced. But it's oh, like... Okay. You don't even look like you're showing up to work. You look like you're, like... Her hair is kind of, like... Not streaked, but, like, kind of party girl hair. Mm. You know, kind of, like, messy and dyed and whatnot. Sure. And she's made up like you're going out, not like you're literally an FBI agent who... You got to figure if she's... You know, she's going to want respect if you're an FBI agent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't mean you can't be beautiful. Like, Dana Scully is beautiful, right? But she's a professional lady. You know? yeah. She was there. But um, get that hair high and tight. No, she had her hair down. Did she? Yeah, I thought she had it pretty high, like little. It was like Bob. Yeah, Bob. Okay, that's not like long. Well, not up. I didn't say up. It's a high and tight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so helping her is this tracker, Jeremy Renner, who fucking casting. Like, so he's playing Hawkeye. <laughs> he's playing. He, you know, he was a guy. He was playing kind of. He was playing like Jack Reacher. He was like nice. Mr. fucking cool and in control. He was the mighty whitey who <laughs> like all the Native American guys love him. Like he was the badass guy who can roll with them, even though like the girl comes on and she has no shit. <clears throat> um and they're all kinda of, like shitting on her, but like all up on him. And yeah, I don't know. I it took me a while to get into it. It's mm-hmm. not a very like like it's a procedural you know, solving this murder, but there's not a lot driving it. It's it's more like kind of getting. I don't know. You know, when you talked about Hell or High Water, you said it was kind of cool because it's really steeped in like Texas. You know, and you like that. Yeah. This one is, I don't know. It seems to keep kind of like name checking, like mm-hmm. Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. But in a way that like felt really obtuse and clunky. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to survive out here. You know, you can't live on luck and. It's a hard life out here in Wyoming. And, you know, everyone's like complaining, like, there's nothing to do out here except murder people. Mm-hmm. Damn it. You know, and uh, I found it really clunky. So I've not seen this guy's other films. I assume. I wonder it, if you even like, would like him. Yeah, maybe I would hate him because, I mean, there's one scene where he's interrogating a guy, a Baco police fan, and he's. The guy's a drug addict or whatever. He's just like, I just. Or sometimes I just get so angry, I feel like I want to fight the whole world. I hate being stuck here. And Do you ever feel that way? And Jeremy Renner's like, all the time. Okay, so he's divorced, and also his daughter's dead. Because you have to have, like, a reason, like, why you're a badass, right? You can't just, like, be good at your job. <laughs> you have to also be like, you know. And he's like, but I fight that feeling instead, because I assume the can't world fight would that win. Feeling. <laughs> I don't know. I Jeremy Renner has no, like charisma whatsoever mm-hmm. yeah i feel like tom cruise even as absurd as he is in the tough guy jack oh, yeah. Reacher role he's still tom cruise so it's kind of like dripping with charisma yeah he's got he's still got charisma, even though it's it's slightly sad because it's feel like all these roles are kind of for like old conservative dads to like it i mean it's kind of like the power fantasy that you'd give children but for like aging boomers He's like, yeah, old guys do really know what's going on. You know, they're really in control. Yeah, you can still, you can still get it. Yeah, you can still get that dick up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I really hated that movie. Like, the more it went on, the more it just kind of made me hmm. uh, hate it. So. Okay. Yeah, Nick That's Cave did the music much. for. It. I don't know if you like Nick Cave. Oh. I don't really. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, I'm not either. I know the name. I know he's and cool. The music, the music didn't really hit me. Either. Yeah, okay. 
Bad Seeds is not his band. I think so. Yeah. Who cares? Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you Nick Cage? Yeah, fucking Nick Cage. I mean, Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage composing the music. Composing the music. Um, uh, Nick Cage in the lead role actually might have been better. I mean, definitely would have been better because Nick Cage More actually is exciting to watch. I was thinking about that like the whole time. Like, who would I cast as the woman? I mean, I know that she's supposed to be super duper young. I mean, maybe Rachel McAdams. Maybe she's oh. not old. Maybe she's too old now. But um, definitely not Jeremy Renner. Just stop putting him and stuff. Like, wait, the guy you recast everybody? <laughs> I would recast both of those. John Bernthal can stay in there. All the uh, supporting cast uh, were pretty good. I would say, you know, sh- different shades, but definitely the main like Native American police chief was pretty cool. I have no idea who he is. Um, so if he's an unknown, um, but anyway, okay, that's that's your piece. That's my piece on that one. Don't see that one. Save twenty bucks. Yeah, oh yeah, good point. Um, Axolotl Overkill. No, we just got out of that one. Yeah, minutes. What happened in that movie? Um, well, I don't really know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's about a sixteen-year-old girl. Who is? We must stress, played by a twenty-seven-year-old adult. adult. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's just, some some tragedies happen in her life, and she's become very rebellious. Her mom died. Yeah, her mom died. I'm yeah. assuming in a tragic way. Yeah, or I guess they were maybe very close. Um, and so she's acting out by uh, getting trying to get kicked out of school, high school, I guess. Yeah, and must be. then also doing a lot of drinking and drugging and banging. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> that's kind of a movie. It's kind of uh, that's the movie. Not yeah. There's not like a. I don't know if there's not really a um, traditional plot structure to it. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> and like not really the. See, so I was watching it. Not I, not, tra- not the traditional cause and effect <laughs> structure of telling a story. <laughs> It's kind of more, yeah. It's kind of just more of a following this character around. I thought the, I like really liked the character. I was really into the movie in general. I was into like, it at first, and then kind of ran a little bit out of patience with it. Yeah, once you kind of realize it's not gonna give you the satisfaction of like a normal character yeah. arc. Yeah, and uh, like the, like story development. Well, we talked about but, uh, Killing Ground yesterday. How it was like a non. Um, chronological mm-hmm. order i mean this one is like that times 20 it's just like kind of i mean you've got basically i think like three main they've got her relationship with her family and her sister's trying to get her to go to school her yeah. sister's kind of a normie yeah and then they've got her she's dating some old cougar there's also like a crime boss she's a crime boss didn't they say that she was oh. in jail remember i mean the opening she was in scene. jail? Yeah. What's the thing? The opening scene, she's like buying paintings from someone who's a hothead and shoots his gun in the air for whatever reason. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And I thought, I thought just after that, she went, she was in jail and someone mentioned that something about Alice, the crime boss. I think that's, that's what ends their relationship. And then she goes to jail. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember opening scene, whatever. Okay, yeah, Wait, we, we explain the plot to you. So she goes to jail. Okay, well, I don't know what point in the movie that happens. They right break. in the beginning. <laughs> so she goes to jail in the beginning? Yeah, right after that, that opening scene, they had the title credits, yeah. and then they're in a hotel room 
Yes. And that's like the morning before she's going to jail. Because remember, they're like talking about the, the main girl, the young 16-year-old girl is trying to like calm her down. And like saying it's not too bad, whatever. And then she's going there and then she's like breaking down crying. I don't remember her so, crying. The old woman? Yeah, well, you, the older like, woman. you deep in that pretzel. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like just so many things happen. So she, okay, so anyway, she breaks up and gets back together either, with that woman. I mean, either she goes to jail or she just breaks up with the 16-year-old girl, tells her she goes to jail. Okay. Because the, the real action of the movie happens when the 16-year-old girl rediscovers the old cougar in her life. Yeah. And finds out that she's either out of jail, A, or never they, went to jail, B. Didn't tell her. And, but either way, tried to dump her. Yeah, but then a very she, volatile relationship. Yeah, but then she also has, and I don't know when this is in the timeline, maybe while that woman's in jail, <laughs> she has another older friend who's an actress, the blonde, uh-huh. who they're more like friendies. They're not really bad. Yeah, they're not as much lovers. Yeah. And then... And she's bipolar. Yeah, she's bipolar. And then aside from that, is just a bunch of other scenes that could go anywhere and you don't know what's happening with them. Like she's uh, dating the the her own therapist who's, uh, yeah. I don't, well, actually, I don't know if she's dating him or if she just like hangs out with him. I don't think they ever bang. No, they never bang. I think they just she was hanging out with him. I mean, the whole movie is just her response to this a traumatic event of guessing of her mother dying, which yeah. happens before the movie, and then this older woman, which kind of represents her mother, probably mm. uh, abandoning her as well. Yeah, and so her only way to cope. Is to just like say fuck everything, yeah. like do drugs. Well, it's all, it's. I mean, it's the same kind of thing as the uh, you know the dead daughter in Wind River. It's just like the screenwriter licensed to be cool. It's, you know, <laughs> she can't just go out do drugs and party because it's fun to do that. It's got to be mm-hmm. because she's got some tragic backstory, and so she yeah. doesn't give a fuck. You know, um, and it kind of at some point. I'm like sitting back and watching it and it's kind of just devolves into a series of random images that like a European would think is cool. And half the time is cool. Yeah. But half the time is like a 12 year old girl crumping. And it's like, Oh yeah. that I think really that was the one scene that really made me like, kind of like what's going on here. Yeah. Everything else. I think maybe take that scene out. Everything else I think flows within the plot. Even though some of the weirder stuff that's going on around, there's a lot of like, uh, dreamlike uh, scenarios playing out in this girl's life. Yeah, like the penguin walking in, which I think was just a good excuse to film a penguin. And it oh, was yeah, the same thing as the dog in that other movie. It's just like you love seeing a penguin on screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that, and like there's another scene where like everyone's passed out in the in the street. Yeah, that was but, odd. But it's kind of all, I mean, that all makes sense in the context because it's happening with the main girl present. Mm-hmm. The crumping girl was all by herself. Yeah. That, so I was like unsure if this was like her uh, thought it was the, imagining it. Thought or, it was the blonde actress has a child, maybe, or something. Yeah, know. it could have been. Um yeah, I didn't get that either. <clears throat> it was telling that after the film the the writer of the book and the movie. Yeah, and it was the based director, on a book. And the same woman did all all of it. Yeah. Someone asked what her favorite scene was and she was like, I like all the music music scenes. And I was like, Well yeah, it's because like nothing's happening. You're just like showing people dancing to music. And it's like you well, obviously <laughs> didn't really have a story to tell, you just kinda have like a lot of series of cool images. Yeah, and it's it was funny because I don't know how old she is, but in the Q and A it it put the picture or the film more in like the mindset of someone who is like young. Mm. Which was kind of interesting. I thought it was kind of cool. 
because she's just talking about there's so many scenes of like just music like you said nothing really happening yeah and she's talking about how uh coming into it she just likes to you know, listen to music and play images in her head like everyone does yeah yeah and uh but that does also just kind of seem like such a young person mentality because i guess yeah. we kind of grew up in the like music video age and then she's talking about like listening to her her songs on spotify and mm. like, that's how she developed the soundtrack it's yeah. all very millennial yeah it's kind of it cool because it's like well she's my contemporary <laughs> and like i have those same thoughts obviously i don't do anything with them but yeah yeah i mean those those are the uh it, so yeah there was a lot of enthusiasm Maybe more relatable yeah, and like some old person, like oh, I just did. Well, I think that's the case with all of it. I mean, other than maybe the little hours guy, I feel like every Q and A, you kind of, if you didn't like the movie, you soften a bit on it. Oh yeah. And if you did like it, you you get a little deeper look, unless people ask stupid fucking questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like when you go to a museum and you see a piece of art and you appreciate it, and then the curator gives you like a background of it. You're yeah. Like, oh, that's even. Yeah, but I could now. see myself hating it by meeting the creator and they're like a douche oh yeah totally you know i feel like all the creators so far have been pretty nice yeah except for the little hours guy that you hate i mean i didn't hate him he's your mortal enemy (laughs) (laughs) um the coolest guy was the free and easy director because he started his welcome before even seeing the film he's like yeah thanks for coming in i know there's like some marches and i think you guys should all go back out and march Right he was like, this. yeah, he was like, I was marching yesterday, yeah. all day, right? And then he's like, I'm going to do it again today. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me. Yes, I guess. He fucking hates Chinese dude. hates Trump yeah. or just loves power to the people. Yeah, either way. Um, I do think Axolotl Overkill did have fun characters, like most of them. I, like, I mean, the weird thing yeah. was it starts really funny. The first maybe... After the opening scene. Well... Well, the opening scene when the guy's the doing second, the ghetto fist. Just, yeah, the and, second half of the opening scene. Because yeah. it starts off really like arty and heavy yeah but it also starts off in english which made me feel like oh uh, <laughs> yeah it did i mean the thing is i don't mind subtitles but um it's funny if you look at the difference between this movie and free and easy the one thing about free and easy nobody speaks over each other because they give mm. i mean there's l- literally maybe a 10 second gap sometimes between what one person says <laughs> like just you know yeah. a few words and then the other person's reaction um and in this movie, a lot of the times, it kind of shows the limitations of subtitles. So even if you don't mind subtitles, and I generally don't, mm-hmm. um, if people are talking over each other, you don't know who's speaking. Yeah. And so that happened a, a couple times. I mean, it's not super confusing usually, mm-hmm. but it, it is confusing. Um, and then Sammy Blood also showed that if people are speaking more than one foreign language, yeah, <laughs> especially if there's an important point to be made in which one they're speaking, yeah. subtitles can also kind of fail you in that yes. in that regard. Except in the handmaiden, really. Yeah, exactly. Right. That shows, you know, that shows a little bit of intelligence and seeing mm-hmm. a problem and then solving it. Mm-hmm. Not that there wasn't intelligence in these movies. No, no, no. I'm just saying that um, that that is a you know maybe an error mm-hmm. to uh to think about. I do think also uh, Davion deserves a bit of an apology from me. It, oh, I think after watching a correction, a, a live correction. Yeah, a live correction. I think that after watching a couple more movies in these these uh. Uh, performing arts theaters it, I think it really is the theaters just aren't very oh, the good sound yeah, the, yeah, sound, the sound yeah, yeah. so um, I mean I think that it doesn't help when you've got a movie that's natural dialogue of people talking to each other and mumbling and you know mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, so it accentuates it but I think it's it's you I'm taking into account the fact that 
that's not a great place to get a good sound out of a movie. Yeah, in a way, I wonder, too, if a movie like that is better appreciated in a home setting than in a theater. Uh, so I, have I don't know. Like, more intimate. And Maybe. I feel like a traditional quieter. theater would be fine, though. But I noticed that that's true. The, 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 the performing arts theaters, all they really, the mix is off. Maybe it's just because we sat on the balcony, mm. both. Uh, every time we did one of those theaters, we sat in the balcony. That's so true. maybe that's why. But the background noise is heavily accentuated, and the dialogue is really uh, muffled under it too often. Mm-hmm. So, what? Like, learn. Stop doing that, guys. <laughs> like, how the fuck are you running this like world famous film festival, and that happens? Hey, I can't hear the movie because you're putting it in this theater that either the acoustics suck or the mix is. Like, not optimized for this setting. How many theaters you got lying around? There's a fuckload of theaters here, man. I mean, you could just do, like, traditional movie theaters. Go to a fucking... I'm not going to name drop any theaters. Cause I'm not, not going to do that. Because you're not getting paid yet. I'm not getting paid yet. And the only theater that's coming to mind I fucking hate because they have that stupid Coca-Cola advert before the... Coca-Cola. Some, like... Uh, polar Bears dancing? No, no. I love Polar Bears dancing. No, it's it's like acapella douchebag wieners. Yeah, I've seen Singing that about Coca-Cola. Oh, God, it yeah. puts me in such a bad mood before a movie. I hate it. That's AMC theaters. <laughs> I say, well, a, much, a lot of them must do it because I, I go to some here that are AMC. Unless they're affiliated. It's probably all the same Maybe company. Maybe it's Regal. I don't know. Yeah. Who cares? So, those are movies. We, we didn't do the We didn't do the, the shorts. Wrap it up. Miss the shorts. There's the yeah. one I wanted to see about chicks putting goldfish in the pool. Yeah. That was the only one I knew what was going on. Yeah, I would say as way of wrap-up, basically none of the movies we saw were what I was expecting based on the blurbs that they offer. It's, I mean, it's hard because I think all those movies were probably a lot more uh, going on than you could explain in like a few sentences. I feel like for an easy, you could say Kanmen clash in a Chinese small town. Maybe they don't want to give away anything. Okay. Well, grifters, I don't know. Thieves? I mean, you know a guy's a thief early on. But, uh, yeah, but, but by the same time, I'll say I appreciated them all more. Or I mean, I appreciated I, not knowing the plot coming into it, because the surprises were fun. Yeah, that's true. Although Free and Easy, for a while, I was like, is this going to be a plotless movie of just different... Because it starts with, like, two different interactions. Yeah, two plotless movies, we saw. No, that one had a plot. But I was saying, it, it seemed like it could... That's the problem with going to a film festival, is you feel this... Well, it's the benefit and the problem. You feel this um, untethering from the rules that really are usually pretty heavily reinforced in traditional movies. Domestic movies, too. Yeah, especially domestic. But, I mean, like we talked, I think, anytime we see a big blockbuster movie, it's, you know, who's the hero? They have to press the button to turn off the machine that's shooting a laser Mm -hmm. into the sky. We know when the penis is inserted. (laughs) Well, these ones, I mean, it's like, you know, watching something like Free and Easy, I thought this could be just a feature-length film of kind of like coffee and cigarettes, just different people meeting in the middle of the street, because that's the Mm -hmm. first two things I have, the first two scenes, just two people kind of walk into frame in the middle of a street, talk to each other, and then, you know, are trying to get one over on each other, maybe. And it didn't necessarily have to have a plot, (laughs) you know, at that point in the film, it's like, uh uh-oh, I don't know what I'm into. Please make a plot happen. <laughs> but I think that's, yeah, I mean, like this is the, your first Sundance, maybe like mm-hmm. you'll be quicker to release those 
notions next time around. Yeah, always think... quicker to release. <laughs> yeah, the well, you do. well, the thing is, like, like you said that you saw, you watched uh, out of respect for Bowie, um, the man who fell to Earth. Most which is a, it's a hard movie to get through because yeah. it is kind of closer to something like Axolotl Overkill where you kind of lose track of like, where's the plot going? Is it moving ahead? Yeah. Am I still watching the same movie? You know, it has that same feeling and that I think that that is a frustrating feeling, but it can feel very thrilling too to know that, oh, there are different ways to tell a story and some of them yeah. are kind of confounding. Right. You know, they're not, your brain's already on the, on the track. Um, and I would say that movie actually has a, a lot more of a plot or a more, more of a straightforward chronological plot than something like Axolotl Overkill, which is at some point like a, a, a series of the same theme. It's almost the montage that you would put in the first 10 minutes of a movie just to establish a character and mm-hmm. then set her on a course from there. Yeah, like a yeah, more traditional movie. Yeah, I mean, like the director is saying, she really is a big fan of music videos, so it did yeah. play out very much like a music video. Yeah, it? she also mentioned quite a bit of like them just like letting the camera roll and then just having fun with editing. I'm like, all right, sounds like great. <laughs> sounds like a fun time. Um, yeah, I think you need to yeah release a lot of your preconceived notions coming into it. Like I mentioned on the year wrap up episode we did, watching Night of Cups. Mm. That was that was a learning experience the for me. Night. Yeah, it's kind of like the Dark Knight of Cup. Really. Fuck. <laughs> Christian Bale in there. Yeah, he played Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that was that was my my first experience with it, but really kind of clicked a little bit more watching that movie. Mm-hmm. And then coming into these, I probably had still was holding on to a little bit too many of those notions, but yeah, I think so. I think. After all this, I, I, well, the thing is also something, I mean, like, what's it called? Uh, like the little hours and freenies are fairly straightforward, you know, especially the little hours. Um, Killing Ground was fairly straightforward. I mean, yeah, raw not, was not super disciplined raw. Yeah. Raw was like I, just the traditional arcs. You I think those are hard to discount as more. And I enjoyed, I think ones with more traditional plots generally well it's just it's a lot more comforting because you like yeah. you get the satisfaction of like completed loops yeah. in your brain it's very unsatisfying to watch a movie and just kind of like feels like it's just going to keep going it's kind of like listening to a moron tell a story and like you're losing track of like what you know did you just introduce an element aren't you gonna like what happened with that yeah um just gotta let all that go yeah yeah so the definitely especially um which is weird because Davion was like a pretty traditional narrative, but um, it was in like the next series, which is like experimental. Yeah, I mean the the narrative. So maybe was... the maybe the expectations, you know. It's all about expectations. Yeah, I feel like if if Axolotl Overkill was in the next, I'd might be looking for like, oh, okay, how is this going to diverge from you know what mm. I'm used to? What what was it in? I don't even know. I think it was, I don't know. I think it was just like a <laughs> premiere or something, or like foreign. Something foreign drama. Does stay on the ticket? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think oh so. yeah, because there's just like a drama section. I forget. Yeah. About yeah. So I think it was just that. foreign drama. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I I didn't know what the, any of them were in really coming into it, so I didn't have a impact oh, okay. on me. Um, going forward, I've still got tickets to because you're going home to Austin. Yeah, I'm going. So I've got tickets to Marjorie Prime. The Yellow Birds, and it's Buzz. No is it Yellow Birds? 
Yeah, no idea what it's about. Oh, it's about like uh, something goes wrong in at wartime, and then soldiers come back and have to like go through some type of an investigation about it. So probably one of those kind of like a true detective, like you know, investigation flashback, investigation. You know, I assume <laughs> people love those flashbacks. Yeah, I kind of like that kind of that kind of story. Um, and then a best of fest ticket, which could be for anything. Is that one movie? It's one movie. It's at random too. So might be one you've already seen. <laughs> it, yeah, it could very well be one I've already seen. In that case, I'll sell the ticket. Hmm, that's true. Yeah, what are the other big ones? Big sick. Getting buzz. The, the big sick we wanted to see and Discovery. I don't I haven't really heard anything about it, but that's Robert Redford's. No, we heard about this. The, the man discovers that the afterlife. No, I know what it's about. I just mean I haven't heard any reviews about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, we touch chat with people in every now and then. Yeah, that's the other big one. Yeah. Um so we'll Your see. Buddy I mean the eyebrows. Hopefully one of those. What eyebrows? Your buddy with the eyebrows? He was talking about Colossal, right? Who was? At the tower last night. Oh, that fella? Yeah, your buddy. Was he? Yeah, my friend. I think he used to watch Colossal. Oh, yeah, that, I think I got a little bit buzzed, too. All these movies we tried to get to. At least <laughs> well, we know. We know what we know. Yeah, that's true. So we can Except check them out. Wind River was like the number one movie I wanted to see, so. Yeah. yeah it's good that you didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so next year I think I'll just get a pass. Especially being here for a week, I'm sure I'll be able to see enough movies to make it worthwhile. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Sundance. If we ever do this again. Uh, more or less closing the book. I think next week um, they're going to, by the time we record next week, they'll have, I think, the Oscar nominees out. So we can kind of get into that, maybe finally close the book on Sundance. Maybe we'll have some Hardest Man and whatnot. Because do they, do they give out awards, Sundance? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll know who wins those awards, I guess. We'll know who wins those. We'll know who's nominated for Oscars, and I'll yeah. have seen everything else, and then we'll... So just an award show. Yeah, it's we... award season. Yeah, we might jump on. I mean, we already know some of the movies, like Moonlight and La La Land, that are, on board. are definitely going to get nominated, so maybe we'll That's true. do one of those. And then we're just going to do Oscar, Oscar, Oscars until the Oscars. Yep. And then shutting it down. <laughs> Thank God. So fucking tired. <laughs> Uh, all yeah. right well it's been fun signing off live i actually really i'm not it's gonna i'm not gonna want to go back to doing them over the phone i know live is great yeah it's a fuck it we'll do it live yeah we're just gonna we'll meet in uh albuquerque albuquerque with adrian hey oh, oh man, yeah, yeah. three-man crew there yeah. we go just every weekend gang back together we'll just friday night drive <laughs> saturday night record in albuquerque sunday night drive home Nice. I feel like it's a life I could live. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right. Well, until then, we love you, listener. Adios. Love you. <laughs>